This is the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast, and I'm your host, Trudy Simmons from the Daisy Chain Group, providing platforms and opportunities for businesswomen to be seen and heard. This platform is for the women entrepreneurs that want to hear the real stories of what it takes to be yourself and run a business with all the different hats that you might have to wear. Come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration, and monthly masterclasses for you to grow your knowledge. Go to thedaisychaingroup.com for more information. These are the platforms to hear and share the stories of the tenacious, the rebellious, and the resilient women that are working towards the future that they build for themselves and their families. Hello and welcome to the Shine On You Crazy Daisy podcast. I am your host, Trudy Simmons, and today I am thrilled and excited to introduce you to Katie Betteridge from I Wanna Be Role Play Village. Katie, thank you so much for being involved in the book and the podcast. Please tell us about your business. So um, we are a little village, um, but inside, and we are for children to come along. Um, and just use their imagination. They can be whatever they want to be. They can dress up as a policeman, a fireman. They can be a chef, a builder. And we even have adult clothes as well because we don't want the parents to be left out. So, And we're gender neutral. We say to the dads, you can be a princess or you can be a fireman. Um, Quite often I thought I was going to have to wrestle some women out of those princess dresses before they left because they've become a little bit... Um, accustomed to them but yeah that's us you know that I love all this stuff it is just such a wonderful environment for kids to be creative and when kids are creative it gives adults permission to be kids and I just I love all of that thank you so much in reading your chapter it was really interesting to me because I've known you for a number of years that you went from five five part-time jobs to a job that lasted 25 years How did all of those jobs prepare you for working with children? I don't think they actually did, in all honesty. Um, Although the kids that we have here, I think, are probably a bit smarter than the customers that I had in my old job. Um, There's a lot of, like, commercial politics in large companies, and you need to understand who you are dealing with, how they work, and what you need to do to get the things that you want out of them Mm. and really kids aren't much different you know we know our kids we know which one needs a little bit more empathy or this one needs to be um a little bit more stricter so I suppose it's it's helped with that Mm. but I think um I've always loved kids I wanted 10 kids of my own I haven't got 10 I've only got two um but I think my previous job gave me understanding of uh, businesses and how to provide really good customer service. But I think you have to love kids um, to have a business like this. Mm. You know, I love to just chat with them. Quite often I'm out there playing on the floor with the bricks. Um, and I just love to watch their little brains. This is before they've sort of, you know, that they've come into the, the school age and they, they are so innocent and lovely mm. before they get into that and carry on that journey. Why did you feel that you had to prove yourself in your job? I think it it's probably just how um, I am. I always want to do a good job. 
Um, the beginning of my career was very male orientated, older male orientated, I would say. Shipping, you know, was a is a is a very old business, and a lot of those people were in there for many, many, many years. Um, I wanted to show that women are just as good in business as, as men. Um, but maybe also a strange thing to say is I've been overweight all my life and it has dictated my life a lot um, until very recently. Um, and I felt I had to prove myself even more. I thought that I couldn't do something because of my weight and I wasn't going to let anyone know actually how hard I worked just to prove that a, I was a woman and, and I was overweight and, and that I felt that that was going to hold me back um, a lot. Looking back at it now, I realise that this is probably a little bit silly because I did really well in my career um, despite my weight. Um, so now looking back, that just seems... Oh, you shouldn't have put so much energy and effort into that but that's just how you feel at the time mm. and I and I felt I just had so much more to prove I, what I loved about reading that and listening to you now is you've put so many things in your way of what you have had to overcome because you also talked about the fact that you're blonde and that that was a thing that you were worried about and that you're obviously yeah. you had to prove that and now you're talking about being that you felt you were overweight and then you had to prove that. So all the time you're fighting against yourself, let alone yeah, so the much environment. Mm. Yeah, wasted, energy wasted. But at the time it did seem mm. really important. Um, whereas now, maybe it's because I'm not overweight now that I think, oh God, you know, you still have the same trials and tribulations. Now, now I'm a, a lot less heavier than I was then. Um, but it's, it took over my life a lot and dictated a lot of things that I did or didn't do. You know, I would go to meetings. I could go to meetings in different countries. And my first thing I would think of is, oh, what are they going to think of me because I'm overweight? Not, do I have any good business ideas? Or, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? That's my first thought, which is, it's quite sad now looking back. It's a hard to, it's a hard thing to talk about, isn't it? Because of it course, is. anybody wants to say to you that's really sad that you that you that you thought that about yourself. But at the same time, these are the things that we put in our own way when we feel like we are up against an environment that's built against women being successful. Yeah. We're just as bad and as hard or harder on ourselves as the things that we put in our own way to get to where we want to get to. Yeah. So and when, when I when I think of like business meetings, I think of like women who are in heels and they're they're skinny and they're power dressed. And there was me just not. Wow. Yeah. You were so successful in those 25 years <laughs> in that one industry. My um, first job, my first full time job as well. Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and now you've started up this incredible business and the reputation that you have built up in such a short amount of time because of COVID. But where do you find support and what does success feel like now to you? My husband is a massive support. You know, from the very beginning, he's the one that told me I could do this. And it was a, a massive thing for me to leave a job that I loved people that I, I loved and had worked with for so, so long. Um, 
but we have grown up children now and um, he's really good at looking after that side of our lives. They don't need us so much, you know, more just where's the money sort of thing. Um, and he works here, um, helps us out here, and he has his own business. So he is massive, massive support to me. Um, he covers my shifts when he knows I need a break because I do work a lot. Um, I have ME. And he knows the signs before I even admit mm. that there are signs there. I'll wake up in the morning and he's like, have you got a headache? I'm like, no, no, I've not got a headache. Um, and he'll go, right, I'll go into work for you today. Because he knows if I don't rest, I will be knocked out for days. Mm. Um, so he's massive. My, my parents also, in the beginning, they were extremely worried. How are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to live? You know, they were the very practical... Um, but now they're my biggest supporters. You know, my mom fixes all of our, you can see in the background, all of our dressing up um, outfits if they get torn or they, they need a bit of TLC or, you know, if the horse has suddenly developed an ear coming off, my mum's the one that um, will fix them all. And my dad's here always like, you know, repainting our playhouses just to make sure they, they look really good and moaning because we've got coffee up the, up the wall. Um, and he's only just painted it, things like that. Um, and also, I would say my brother. Mm. Um, my brother just helps me all the time. If I need little things doing, um, he'll come along. We recently did a bed push, which was a, a tick off the old bucket list. Fantastic fun. Anyone gets a chance to do it, just do it. He did all the wheels for us. Um, he's just brilliant at that sort of thing. Um, and I, I love him to bits lesson and what does success feel like now um I don't think we've actually got there yet I think that there's there's two parts to our success um firstly I've managed to start a business in probably the worst time since I don't know when yeah. um I've got through the legal side of it I've got through the paperwork side of it I've employed some lovely people um and built a very quirky and cute little role play village which blows my mind when I look at it and think my god I actually came up with that mm. um I've kept a business going through the last two and a half years um I don't feel that we would have succeeded on that part until we get over this cost of living mm. um I think we've probably got a, another year maybe just to get through before we can actually go ah oh, this is normal. This is actually how it's supposed to be. And let's see if we can get through this time. I think there's still a lot of tough, scary times ahead. Um, the second part is, have we successfully provided a place um, for kids and parents to come that stretches their emotion, imagination, develops their social skills and supports them? I think we're not quite there yet. We're definitely getting there. We're looking at how we can support the parents more. Um, the role play village does great for the kids, but it's how can we support the parents? Parents need support. Mm. You know, at the moment this afternoon, we have reception class meetups um, where parents can come together because the kids will be fine in reception mm. class when they first start. It's the parents that you need that network. You know about networking, Trudy. You need that network of parents. You need to be able to phone and go, oh, I'm just running five minutes late. You, you need those connections. So that's really for, for the parents. Um, 
and I think we're doing more, going to be doing more on the um, special needs side for children because that's very much, you know, this needs to be an all-inclusive environment. And because of COVID and what's been happening, we, you know, we've just kept it as it is at the moment. But that's really important for me to make sure this is inclusive. Once we do those bits, then I can answer your question. Katie, I'm going to say... <laughs> I think you need to celebrate the successes that you have had <laughs> because all of those things are we've done this much and we want to do more and you have had yeah. massive successes in what you have achieved so far and you I know you are really proud and you need to be really proud mm. of the the kids that you supported and the parents that you have supported to now and what you can do next and what you're talking about success will look like you're doing it so honestly oh you made me all teary oh <laughs> seriously it is it is looking at the businesses like yours that have fought so damn hard in the last couple of years and I've had to either keep fighting or give up and the times yeah. I know you must have felt let's just stop this is too hard but you have kept going and because you've kept going your reputation has grown and yeah. that is what your success looks like now. I'm telling you, this is what your <laughs> success looks like now. Your reputation is is yeah. is amazing for what you achieve, what you have achieved. If, if there was one lesson that you've learned that you want every entrepreneur to know, what would it be? I think it's engage and communicate, not with just people outside, but also inside. So um, you need to not think of people in your industry as your competitors. So I have two competitors, you know, that we probably share a little bit of the same customer base. Um, but we speak to each other and, you know, we arrange, you know, um, synchronise rain dances because for our industry, we need a lot of rain, <laughs> um, you know, and we 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 moan at each other and, oh God, you know, I hate this weather, you know, what's gonna happen? And, you know, recently we had the big storm with the winds, you know, are you gonna open, what are you gonna do? Mm -hmm. So we chat to each other, not see each other as competition so much um, as just those that around us that we can just have a good old chat with, you know, um, and also on the outside, you know, I have you guys, Hampshire Business Group, fabulous and a whole mix of people who you can just ask a question to mm. you know um I've got my accountancy through there my uh, design through there data protection through there insurance through there I think most of my business is actually from the Hampshire Business Group that's what networking does yeah that's um and the other probably area for me that came about because of COVID was the association of indoor play um which is our indoor play area it's soft play it's role play it's those with like buses with art stuff going on inside just the little people and they have been fantastic um someone to bounce off you know yeah. any silly questions or anything that's going on and um starting to try to meet up as well even though we're from all parts um of the country and actually it's it's the United Kingdom that's what they are actually representing rather yeah. than just um England yeah. so they have been a godsend but it's it's those people because you don't know everything 
you know, you you want to know everything, but yeah. you can't be expected to know everything. Mm-hmm. And to be asked, just be able to fire out a question and not think, oh, God, they're just going to yeah. think I'm so But you've said it. It's about engaging and communicating on, on all levels. So that's, that's brilliant and very worthwhile. Everyone thinking about how they do that with the different levels of their businesses. What's your yeah. favorite piece of business software? I'm not very good at techie stuff. I'm, I'm learning that social media, I, I need to get more into that, but I'm actually loving Canva mm-hmm. um, because I can do my own stuff that looks a little bit more professional than me trying to botch some pictures together on Word or something. And um, if I have more time, I would love to do a little Canva course just to just to be a bit more um, exciting with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've used Canva. it so much. Yeah, it is a game changer. It makes you feel more professional, and it's so it does, yeah. <laughs> um, Katie, this has been fascinating, and thank you so much for being involved in the book. Oh, no, thank and the you. Podcast. I can't yeah. wait to get your story out there. It's exciting, isn't it? Woo! Thank you for listening. If you like what you've heard, please leave a review and come back for more inspiration. If you're a businesswoman looking for that community that will support you and lift you up, come and join the Shine On You Crazy Daisy membership, offering online networking, co-working, collaboration and monthly masterclasses to grow your knowledge. Go to the daisychaingroup.com for more information. And for even more inspiration, please go to the link under this video and get your copy of the Shine On You Crazy Daisy series of books with inspirational and motivating stories from businesswomen around the world.